Welcome back listeners to a new episode of JCOS Presents Sound Sociology. In today's episode we're going to be looking at a topic that is often overlooked within stratification but is just as important as social class, ethnicity and gender and that's age. When we think about age, age needs to be thought about in three senses of the word. There's our chronological age, the idea of how long someone has lived, e.g. you might have been born in 1985 and that would make you currently 36. But then there's also biological age. Biological age refers to the physical changes that are go- undergoing in someone's body. You know, so roughly at the age of 10, 11, 12, we might start to see puberty begin. Or when we get into our, as, we- as women might, into their early 40s, mid, mid 40s, the menopause start. These are biological age. These are the things which are physically changing in the body. Age as a social category, though, well, this is probably the one that sociologists are most interested in. This is the idea of the sets of expectations we have for how different age groups should act and behave. When we think about age as a social category and the associations we make with what a certain age group should be doing or not doing or how they should be acting or what hobbies they should have, it says a lot about our own biases and prejudices that we might hold against different groups. Phrases like, oh, she has a toy boy, creates ideas that maybe women are not allowed to have relationships with younger men. Or the idea of mutton dressed as lamb. The idea that an old a woman who might not physically be attractive or perceived to be physically attractive is dressing herself up to look like she's more than what she's worth. Or ideas such as you can't teach an old dog new tricks. An ageing man who might be physically uh, have more injuries and ailments. But the idea that he can't learn those things. This all plays into the social construction around age and what we think should be the expected behaviours of someone according to their age group. Age, we would have looked at through topics like families, especially stuff like childhood. Childhood is a relatively new concept if we start to think about it. There was no such thing as childhood uh, for the longest of times. When we think about it in Victorian England, childhood wasn't a concept. Children were expected to be in work and children were expected to lead lives that were very similar to that of an adult in terms of hard labour, especially if they were from lower classes. This sense of childhood has only come about in the 20th 20th century. So it makes it a relatively new concept and an idea in which we try to create a set of expectations around what children should and should not be doing. Depending on where you are in the world, it can also vary in the expectations of what we expect from children. Again, we don't have to look far. If we go back to the families topic, age also rears its head in the form of things like pester power. The idea that the family has become orientated around children. This again gets us to think about how our relationship with age has changed, not just in isolation, but in relation to things like media consumption, 
the family roles, education. All of this plays a vital role in understanding what we think about age. And it goes further. When we start to think about the term youth, youth culture or youth subcultures uh, have been very prominent in modern Britain and globally in the world for that fact since the 1950s. Whether it be teddy boys, hipsters, hippies, um, new romantics, all of these different youth subcultures have emerged in Britain as a product of how we start to view age differently. Factors that can affect the idea of when someone stops being child or youth and then becomes an adult is very much reliant on this idea of financial dependency or independency. As we've seen in previous topics such as the families, there is this notion that young people are more attached than ever to their families, uh, not just emotionally and socially, but more financially than ever. So that's where we get the term boomerang child, the child who goes off, who leaves home after sixth form and goes to university, but due to the amount of debt incurred and the inability to get on the housing market, find themselves back at home. Many young people continue to be financially dependent on their parents well into their 20s. Full-time students and unemployed young people may live at home because they cannot afford to live independently. So this transition from childhood to adulthood is not as clear-cut as it seems. As much as we say in Britain you become an adult at the age of 18, what does it mean to become an adult? In Britain today, there are more problems facing younger people than ever, whether that is the tackle, tackling the problems of coronavirus and finishing education and having the right education in order to get the qualifications you need, to that of the high unemployment rates for young people aged between 16 to 24 and how it seems to be just as high as it has always been. Um, and also when you throw in whether they're ethnic minorities uh, and young people, uh, experiencing even worse life chances. Some people, uh, some young people access to employment or to higher education is limited as well by their lack of educational qualifications uh, and many end up taking low paid, insecure or maybe even zero hour contracted jobs. These young people receive financial help from their families when going to university if they make it there or to fund them through unpaid work experience and internships. They may also be able to draw on social contacts in setting up internships. Others may not even be afford, may not be able to afford undertake any unpaid work experience. And it's this, these kinds of factors that start to make us think about, well, when does childhood finish and youth begin? And when does youth begin and adulthood begin? Young people today face incredible barriers to moving on to the next steps in their lives. And within the everyday life of a young person, they need to be able to to have some form of autonomy and take control over their life. But that also needs to be done with a sense of responsibility. And within the culture we live in, uh, families have taken on the responsibility of children more and more, which has potentially stopped that child from being able to become an adult. 
it's arguments like this that suggest age is just as important as social class, ethnicity and gender, as that has maybe become one of the most biggest and upcoming forms of social division in our society, where we see young people becoming on the fringes of our society and not ready to take on the roles of adulthood. But it's not just the young in our society who are at risk of being uh, socially isolated. It's the old as well. When we think about age, we need to think about it in terms of uh, discrimination. So I want you to remember the term ageism. And it's the same principle as uh, racism and sexism. To discriminate against someone based on their age, in this case. And as much as laws have been brought in, such as the Employment Equality Age Regulation in 2006 and the Equalities Act of 2010, we still see many problems facing uh, what we think older people are capable of. Older people face many problems in our society. They are much more vulnerable to experiencing poverty than than those of a working age. Uh, Whilst others, uh, whilst some older people might enjoy in a more affluent lifestyle we must remember that not all our older generations are part of a boomerang uh, generation where they can afford to do everything they want and in fact there is a older generation who have become dependent on the state and this in itself becomes a social problem Many pensioners are likely now to live to a very old age and on that, as a result of that, be reliant on pensions which might not even be suitable and enough to see them through. This starts us to get to think about the problems they might be facing, not just financially, but in terms of social isolation and in terms of social interaction. That's why at this point, as we've reached the end of another episode of JCOS Presents and Sociology, I want you to think about how can you ground the work you've learned in this episode. Have a go at a couple of three mark questions. Describe what is meant by age discrimination. Or maybe have a go at identifying and describe one way in which the government have tried to reduce age discrimination over the last 15 years. On that note, I'm going to leave it there and say happy revision. And I'll see you next time on JCOS Presents Sound Sociology.